I hope everybody is yeti for the holidays. That means ready for the holidays. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And we're Yeti for the Holidays. Uh, and this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, the Yeti, urban legends. <laughs> Before you said urban <laughs> legends, Lindsay did that sassy head, the like head tilt thing, like, oh, yeah? Well, listen to this. Listen to this. Yeah. We talk about our dog sometimes. We talk about ghosts. Uh, guts. Some, well, I don't know if we've talked about guts, but yeah, that's spooky related. Mm-hmm. In a roundabout way, I think we've talked about organs. Guts. Global guts. Uh, the Astro Crag? Yeah. Basically anything spooky related. Yeah. Every single week, Lindsay and I, separately of one another, will research a topic, and then we will talk about what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you on our show. And we especially are talking to anyone of our listeners named Lawrence or Lauren. Oh. What were you? Oh, you thought I was going to say. I was going to say Abigail. Okay, well then, sorry, Lawrence, Lawrence and Abigail. And just in case if there's anyone out there listening named Crunch, we're also Crunch talking to you, Crunch. Although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was Cradge. <laughs> was it Cradge? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was not Cradge. What did you say then? Cradge. Oh my gosh. It was just as ridiculous. It was George. George. <laughs> Pardon me for mistaking those. <laughs> Why is it so funny to you? Oh, I just got so sweaty. <laughs> oh. Whoo. Well. I don't know why that really that one really broke me up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whew. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh I did not say that my name was Cradge. <laughs> oh, I said that my name <laughs> We're already off to a good start. I said my name was George. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I don't know why that broke you so much. It really did. I haven't laughed that hard in like four months. (laughs) Uh, We went out to dinner with our friends Dana and his beautiful wife, Stephanie, and we ate pizza. And I said my name was George. Not <laughs> and spelled it. Not Sorry, cradge. It was not cradge, but I knew it was something ridiculous. Yeah, it was, and um, the the hostess was being very patient, and she asked me to spell it, and I did. And then as I was spelling it, Lindsay was like, "You know, that's not even his name." And then I got really embarrassed, and I was like, "Oh, I can give you my real name." And she was like, "Well, I'm keeping it as George." <laughs> And I felt really stupid. I felt I thought it was funny. No. Well, I mean, like not stupid. I was like, oh, I just got caught making a joke, and I got, and I got, I got embarrassed. Well, um, anyways. Well, really quick, before we get off of last night at dinner, Lindsay, I even wrote it in my notes. Lindsay, I would like you 
to give me a present and give our listeners a present and tell them what you used to do with your cereal when you were when you were in class. Why? Because it's really funny. <laughs> I guess so. It it's not spooky. No, it's funny. Well, neither is Cradge, but it was funny. I used to bring kicks in. Yeah. To class. Okay. The box, the whole box. In your book bag. No, I'd carry it. Oh, okay. So you'd carry around a box of kicks. Yeah. Okay. And then you weren't allowed to eat in class, so I would line the little balls of kicks up in the in the like binding of the book <laughs> while your book was open, and then I would snack on them. Yeah. I don't know why that's so funny. Well, I just trust me, it's very funny. <laughs> Anyways, last week we talked. Ooh. I had a couple scary stories of a mystery and the guy wearing his whitey tighties. Yes. In the woods. Uh-huh. Um, and <clears throat> you talked about the big giant bird that everybody's been seeing around these parts. Yes. And I just found out. So I get most of my breaking booze, if anyone wants to play along at home, I get most of them from cryptozoologynews.com or themirror.uk. And Cryptozoology News posted that photo on their Twitter, that sketch that I talked about. Oh, so I reposted car? it. Yeah, that oh. awesome one. Man, it's so funny. I want to get that on a shirt, just that sketch of that 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 lady did. I want to get that on a t-shirt. And you also talked about <laughs> inviting ghosts into your house, like a little bit of ghost hospitality. Yeah, how the um I guess the the more polite ways to investigate paranormal places. Yeah, like, you know, it's the holidays, <laughs> you got to be nice to each other. Yes. Season's greetings. Invite them in. Now, and I'm not going to take credit for the Yeti, are you Yeti for the holidays? Because oh, yeah. I looked up Christmas puns and that was one of them. And I thought of that one, that was the only one I found that was kind of related to our show. Oh. At least a little bit. But I believe that I'm first this week. Yes, you are. I'm going to take a sip of water quickly. Okay, Lindsay, are you Yeti for the holidays? I, well, not really. Yeah, same. But I'm, you know snowballing in hey is that cool to say you are you're actually you're actually very good at puns and they're not only are they usually funny but if they're not like haha funny they're really heartwarming and they're really nice okay well thank you i wonder if molly just sighed really big so i think (laughs) she's over it yeah i wonder if our microphones picked up her gigantic sigh well, I do have a little bit of breaking booze. Okay. I have one story. So this very well could be faked just like any anything we talk about. Really, yeah. <laughs> really. But there's a video. So there's this new app called Marco Polo. Okay. Now, I think saying new app might be showing our age because I'm not sure how new this app is. But it's essentially just video chatting back and forth. But I believe it's not like FaceTiming or Skyping where you can see the other person right away. You you take a long video of yourself and then you send it to them. So it's kind of like a Snapchat, but... Without the puppy dog filters. Okay. Essentially. I, okay. I also realized there are a lot of apps out there that do the exact same thing, but people prefer them over other apps, but they do the exact same thing. Yeah. Like how many picture collage apps are there? But this lady named Lori Simmons from Yakima, Washington in the U.S., duh, was uh, Marco Poloing with one of her friends. I also don't know how you would like shorten it. Instagram is the gram. Snapchatting, you say snapping, but Marco Poloing. Marcoing? I was Marcoing with my friend. Poloing? MPN. What are you doing? MPN. <laughs> BRB. MPN. MPN. <laughs> well, she was uh, Marco Poloing with one of her friends and... 
And I think that she was just sort of telling her friend what she was going to be doing that day. Yeah. Which seems trivial and mundane, but which that's okay. Which side note, like, why don't we just call each other on the phone if you're going to talk video back and forth? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, so texting started because I just want to tell you a quick message really quick. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you. Oh, I'm not allowed to talk on the phone. I'm in class. I can text and hide it. Okay, great. But now people text way more than they call. I understand that. But then now people want a video chat or Skype or FaceTime, whatever the, the, the hippest and most relevant way to say it is. But it's like we've gone full circle. But even our circle yeah. will become obtuse. Just call them. Put them on speakerphone. Yeah. Because what if you don't like the way you look in a phone screen? Just call, put them on speakerphone. I guess so. I, I don't get it. But anyway, I think spooky spouses is turning into curmudgeon spouses. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, she was Marco Poloing with her friend. And in the background of her video looked like this weird gray little person. Yeah. That had a little bit bigger of a head and like smaller arms. And they were thinking that maybe it's a ghost. Lori is also open to the idea that it's an alien. It, it just seems like I, I watched the video. And at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is obviously fake. And then I started watching it more. And whether or not it's fake, it's just really creepy to watch. It's just yeah. like, oh, that's weird. But either way, that video exists. I'll have and to watch the video. I will I will show you the video when we're done recording. I have the okay. link right here. But if you'd like to, I found the video on mirror.co.uk. Even if you just Google the mirror paranormal, you can do that as well and find the video. I think it's the top video on the website. Let us know what you think. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's I'm, very odd. I'm on the fence. I would love it if it was real because that yeah. would make for a really interesting end of 2018. It's so hard to tell things on video or pictures are real anymore because it's so easy to kind of be a photo editor nowadays like with all the apps and programs out there i agree that it's so easy to like fake photos yeah 100 uh, percent. and i think it's yeah it's 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 very easy to do that with all the microchips and um internet. i mean they were even faking photos back in the early days like there's that one famous photo of Abraham Lincoln's wife sitting in like the portrait chair and Abraham Lincoln is like oh. faint in the background but it was just yes. double exposure and they were like doing that because it was like a trend to like make it look like their ghostly spirit is watching over them yep my older brother Bradley was in photography class in high school and this is when it was purely going into the dark room and developing your own film and he was doing double exposure stuff then so I mean if you can do yeah. it as a 16 year old goober Right. You could do it as a professional photographer back yeah, in the day. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. Well, if you want to watch the video, please go right ahead and let us know what you think. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not real. You can let us know on Instagram or Twitter at spooky underscore spouses or hit us up with an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Whichever you'd prefer yeah. is fine with us. Or just say hi. Yeah, just open your We're door. Cool with that. Wherever you are right now, open whatever door, car door, uh, house door. And just yell, hey, outsider, how are you? And then close the door. <laughs> and then maybe your neighbor will do it and you realize your neighbor listens to our show too. Cool. How cool. Okay. We are taking a small holiday trip down to Cryptid Corner. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be discussing a cryptid that we've only talked about a little bit. I actually feel like this is the most or one of the more well-known cryptids. Mm -hmm. It's not Bigfoot or the Mothman. But I believe that there's a third that always falls along with these ones, that sort of entry-level cryptozoology stuff. But I didn't know this much about it until I started researching it. And it's nutty. Do you know what it is? Uh... Chupacabra? Correct. Mm. Yes, you have crushed it a thousand percent. So some of the things that 
I've talked about before on the show. Remember when I was talking about how the whole concept and mystery around like people's livestock being dead and all their blood was drained from their bodies? Yes. Which to that, like still to this day is very weird because they've had like doctors and veterinarians and stuff go look at this stuff and they're like, they're for sure dead. There's two small puncture wounds and all their blood is gone. Right. An entire cow. This is, this is weird. Very vampire-esque. A hundred percent. I'm sorry. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Well, the chupacabra, the name roughly translates to the goat sucker. Yeah. Because it was associated with a bunch of livestock, I guess in this case, goats being found dead. Um, do you know how young the, the chupacabra is in terms of like cryptozoology lore? Like how long that legend's been around for? Yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe like a hundred years. No. 1995. Oh, really? So it's a fairly recent cryptid. When you and I were nine years old, nine years, yes, nine years old on both of our birthdays at the same time, figure that one out, <laughs> yeah. science, science Weird. wizards. The, Different dimensions. Yeah, our, our noodles our noodles crossed. Um, <laughs> that's And I did talk, we, we talked about that on our last episode. That's not just me saying something that doesn't that's make any sense. That's just not a weird thing that we say. No. Well, it was, but there's context, I guess, now. Yeah. Um, but in 1995 was, was were the first reportings of the Chupacabra in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was that. It was baby. No, it's a little baby. Baby chupacabra. The the Mothman is is older than the chupacabra. Hmm. Which is I never I don't know. That was <laughs> that was just surprising. That is surprising. So the chupacabra is associated with a bunch of livestock being found dead, totally drained of their blood, with usually uh, one to two small puncture wounds around their neck, like a vampire. Okay. Do you know how big the chupacabra is? I wouldn't imagine that he'd be huge. Maybe like a medium-sized dog, a medium-sized molly. Yeah, kind of around there. On yeah. their on their their hind legs, they see it. They they say to be anywhere from three to four foot tall, which molly I think about basically is. Yeah. But they say the three other uh, distinctive features of a chupacabra are extremely powerful back legs. Okay. Like a kangaroo. Like, a kangaroo. like yeah. a, exactly like a kangaroo. You're 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 getting good at this stuff. Chupacabrin. Chupacabrin. Um black eyes, but at night they glow red, which I don't oh. know where that originated because I feel like any evil monster or cryptid or whatever, everyone always says, "Oh, glowing red eyes." It's never like glowing yeah. bright blue eyes. I don't know. Everything has glowing red eyes. Maybe because like that's just the reflectant. Like when you think of like getting pictures taken, you get the red eye. Oh, sure. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe like like a lot of things that influence us. I would assume it was probably in a movie back in the day where they were glowing red eyes and it was creepy and then everyone was like, and oh, like that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, red is a creepy color. Yeah. I don't know. Fire is red. Um, Apples can be red. Yeah. Which apples hurt like. If you say an apple gets dropped on your head or if someone were to throw a piece of fruit at you, an apple might not be the one that would hurt the most, but it wouldn't feel good. Side note, since it's close to Christmas, think about glowing red eyes, scary, glowing red reindeer nose, joy. Yeah. Or is it? Well, I don't know. It's the nose of doom. You think so? Yeah, maybe. Like it's a devil nose. I always pictured Rudolph's nose being a perfect circle with no nostrils. And if that's the case... What, how does how, he breathe? How do you do that? Is Rudolph like just like a, what He's is a it? a demon. A mouth breather? He's a demon. He's yeah. a demon deer. Yeah. 
We can Molly's looking at me so bored right now. All right. Well, I mean, anyways, I hope. Are you bored? I don't know. I'm. I'm not bored. No, I, I, I feel good. I was just thinking about Cradge again, or whatever you said that name was. <laughs> um, and then one thing that I did not know about the chupacabra, it has a row of spiny feathers down its back. Okay. Yeah, that was one so thing like I didn't know. So like the feathers stick up on his back. Yes. And they're spiny, so they could hurt you. Not well, not like sharp. I wouldn't think, but just like. I just don't know. There. Just there. Not like you, you think about like a fluffy parakeet feather, like how they're rounded and nice. These are mm-hmm. sharp and pointy. I would think like a hawk or like a bird gotcha. of prey. Something sharp and cool. Okay. Okay. So here's what's weird. Although a lot of those characteristics paired together are, quote, natural characteristics, like those things separately could exist on an animal. Yes. Um, many people claim to have seen the chupacabra uh, exhibiting unnatural characteristics that would imply like maybe magic i don't know something that would maybe sort of bend reality a bit like Mm -hmm. flying or something like that so it's it's a cryptid similar to other cryptids that has a combination of natural characteristics and supernatural characteristics okay which i think is like a fairly like it's kind of a no duh concept but I've never thought about that before, that like a lot of cryptids have both natural and supernatural characteristics. Which That's I thought true. Was... They're kind of almost like supervillains. Ooh, yeah. A little bit. Well, one one cryptid that I believe does not exhibit any supernatural characteristics would be a Bigfoot. All yeah, natural well, characteristics. We don't really know because we don't know much about the Bigfoot because nobody can really find him. One, because no one's just asked. Yeah, like maybe just leave him a note. Does anyone ever do that when they're Bigfoot hunting? Just nail a note note to a tree? And then see if he signs it or writes back. Now, I will say. Bigfoot texting. Yeah, yes. Bigfoot texting. (laughs) Tie rope around a pencil or a pen or whatever or a Sharpie. Perfect. Put the cat back on. Yeah. Nail a notebook to a tree. Tie the Sharpie to the notebook and say, write a note in it. Lindsay's pop filter is also haunted. Mine was haunted last week. Now yours is haunted this week. Nail the thing to a tree, write a very simple message, hey, sup, and then see if Bigfoot yeah. writes back. I mean, you never know. Well, yeah, anyone could. Well, I would assume that if a Bigfoot group or a Bigfoot squad had a teenager, that would be the one who would write back. Yeah. Yeah, right? Or maybe because they'd be like too cool. They'd be like, really? So you think like leave an iPhone 2 out there? Yeah. And then see if they text back on your iPhone 2? Yeah, they'll be like, iPhone 2, this is so outdated. Oh, see, I would think that would be really cool to a Bigfoot because you don't really see them in like any of the T-Mobile stores. So they're just getting iPhones that people have thrown out their car windows. I feel like if you were going to find a Bigfoot, maybe going into an Apple store would be your best chance because like everybody's in there all the time. Well, do you think they could hide in plain sight? What do you? Because there's so many people in there all the time. Oh, so you especially during Christmas, like a Bigfoot could walk into an Apple store and everybody's so into their phones and worried about the Apple store that they wouldn't even notice. That's a really powerful statement, and I really appreciate it. So I think that that might imply that Bigfoots or Yetis, Bigfoot plural, could be hidden in plain sight, and we're just too busy looking at our dang phones or whatever to notice them walking around in plain sight. 
Yeah. But when we expect to see him in the woods, then we don't see him, but because we're expecting it. Right. Well, think about like even when you're in the woods or like when we go to the West Coast or something and there's like a beautiful waterfall that people go back in the woods to see. Mm-hmm. Like what if they all lived there and they're like, everybody's too busy looking at that waterfall that no one's going to look up on this hill and see that there's a whole family of Bigfoot up here. Yeah. Or they're using like the community restroom that all the people are using. Yeah. Well, I Pay think, attention. Yeah, I think what we're saying is open your eyes. <laughs> Put down your phones. Even though I'm oh, reading. Bigfoot probably can like come out a lot more now because people are mostly on their phones. Yes. So like nobody's aware of them. So they're like, they don't even try to like, I get to see like Bigfoot meetings happening, kind of like like meetups where they're like, they don't even like no- try to notice us anymore. Oh, yeah, sure. Like they're sad. Yeah. Because they're like, they used to try to get photographs and everything of us and like we would dodge them. But now like they don't even try anymore. Maybe that's the thing. Everyone who's, if if you're listening to this episode and you're prepping to go Bigfoot hunting, don't do it. Ignore them for a while and then see what happens when we start ignoring Bigfoots. Then maybe they'll come out. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll finally say like, okay, you got us. Great. I'm done with the silent <laughs> treatment. Like your kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Treat Bigfoots like toddlers. I like how this is about Chupacabra and we've talked more about Bigfoots the entire okay. episode. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, but I mean, I do think it is my fault. Uh, one of the one of the characteristic unnatural parts or supernatural parts of a chupacabra, which this one took me by surprise, they're said or in, in multiple reports, it's said that people have seen the chupacabras emitting beams of light from their eyeballs, like a flashlight. Okay. Which doesn't Would it seem... hurt anyone? No, or not just a beam. Yeah, not like laser okay. beams, just like a just like an actual flashlight. Which to me seems like a really odd pairing with chupacabra and light bulb eyeballs or flashlight eyeballs. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Okay. So there was a book written by Scott Corrales called Chupacabra and Other Mysteries. And most of this information coming up now is, fr- is taken from that book. Uh, Scott Corrales, I think this book, Chupacabra and Other Mysteries, is supposed to be like the end-all be-all source for the origin story of Chupacabra and all that stuff. Okay. Oh, and I was also curious what the other mysteries would be, since it's Chupacabra and other mysteries, like what what you were saying last week about how your socks are always gone in the dryer. That could be one of the other mysteries in the book. Don't know. Okay. 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 (laughs) Uh, So again, this is the most complete source of sightings and reports of the Chupacabra from Puerto Rico. Some witnesses said that they've seen the, and I think to shorten Chupacabra, I'm going to say Chupster. Okay. Is that cool? Is that really shorten it though? Chupacabra? Chupacabra. It shortens, it shortens it by half. Okay. Two versus four syllables. Okay. People said that they've seen the Chupster flying. Uh, some people say that there, there are different ways that it flew around or does fly around. No, it doesn't have wings. It doesn't have wings. So is he just like hovering around or like is he flapping his arms? Yes to kind of both of those. Does so he move his leg? Does he like swim through the air? He, sh- he just shakes his body really fast and he buzzes <laughs> around. Well, one of them say, or so there there are three different types of flight that people have said they've noticed from the, the Chupster. Okay. One is that it does more so of a gliding, like a flying squirrel. It has extra skin. Okay, you know that what makes I mean? sense. Mm-hmm. I think that one's probably the most logic or likely mm-hmm. quote unquote there's that row of feather or yeah feathers down its back people say that they buzz like a bumblebee and it flies around with those but that would i don't know if that really seems plausible that kind of makes the chupacabra seem silly yes okay well this one might make it seem the silliest other people say that it just straight up levitates 
Yeah. Which might honestly is less silly than the buzzing of the feathers. Yeah, I don't like the feather thing. The levitate thing, like, still a little silly, but I mean, guess makes more sense. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So all the sightings started coming out right around 1995. There were multiple multiple stories of almost each of these. People said that they were noticing a gargoyle uh, lurking around a certain bus stop in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yes. Um, someone said that they saw this thing, this like nasty looking coyote thing, eating a rat outside of some government building in Puerto Rico. And then the security guard went and chased it around. And then the troopster jumped up and grabbed the security guard's baton and then flew and then flew away and then just took off what a crappy night yeah right what a bummer of a night like think about being that security guard that's probably underpaid you're like nothing ever happens you think you see the chupacabra and then you're like man i'm tired and i don't get paid enough and now i have to go explain to the cops that this chupacabra took my baton yeah and now how am i gonna how am i gonna and i have to pay for a replacement baton Oh, so in your fiction, you have to pay for all your well, right? Because I'm a more of a realist, <laughs> so like, well, yeah, they yeah. would be like, well, you need your baton, yeah, and we need you to be back at work in three hours. So like, go do your thing, take yeah. a nap. Let's go. Give us twenty five dollars for new replacement baton. <laughs> oh, you lost your name tag too, Frank. Great. Go make your police report. Another story about another another government official, well, working for the um, police department in Puerto Rico, said that he heard wrestling downstairs inside of his house, and it sounded unnatural. He heard his dog like making noise. He also yeah. had he had a chow chow, by the way. I love chow chows. Which I know all of a sudden there's this surgence of you loving chow chows. They're cute. They are cute. They have blue tongues. And it's very creepy and very cute. I think yeah, I just like chow chows now. I won't get into it. I just like them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Back off. <laughs> okay, I like them too. Um, so that he heard wrestling around, so he grabbed his uh, gun because he's a cop and walked downstairs, and he saw the chupacabra inside of his house, like trying to nibble or bite this guy's chow chow, and he fired a few rounds off towards the chupacabra because he didn't. He also didn't want to shoot his dog. Yeah. And then finally, at, after like two or three rounds or shots, I don't know anything about. Guns. Uh, the the chupacabra left, but he said where the the chupacabra was biting the dog, it looked like it was getting rid of the the chow chow's hair before it was going to puncture it and suck its blood because mm. it looked like I mean in a very crude manner it looked like the chupacabra had like buzzed the the chow chow's hair off in a part of its body and the chow chow was standing there letting him do it oh no it wasn't letting him do it no like this this thing was like attacking his dog oh okay running out of time because we talked about Bigfoot so much people's livestock like so whether or not this is true either way people were were taking this seriously because their livestock was dying and they're right and this this guy's dog was attacked i mean there there it was a report filed a lot of people think that the chupacabra was just uh, a coyote or a pack of coyotes that had mange which is like that parasitic oh, stuff that would make them a little gnarly yeah it makes them gnarly and you're so any animals with mange your hair falls out but people were like no i've i've seen the thing that was attacking my dog or i i saw the thing at night attacking my livestock and its legs were bigger it was not a coyote with mange but i don't know either way like 
Still scary. It's still scary because stuff was actually happening to people's animals and their livestock. But was it a was it a weird cryptid or was it not? We don't know. But either way, blood was being sucked from these animals. Right. Which is bizarre. Which is weird. Yeah. There there have been a lot of recent sightings uh, as early or as recent as 2017 in Texas, a bunch in Honduras, Argentina, Ecuador, California, and close to us, sort of, uh, South Carolina. Hmm. There, there, there were a bunch of sightings. I mean, so that's that's more about the chupacabra. Maybe real, maybe not real, but I don't know. This 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 one to me seems a little bit like I don't know. Maybe it's at least weird that their animals were dying. I think it's weird that the chupacabra, because not most um, cryptids are like vampire esque. True. And he is. Yeah. Which is weird. It is weird. Well, I hope everyone listening learned more about the chupacabra, and now you're gonna go get a cool chupacabra tattoo on your lower back. Or on your face. Right on your face. Right in the middle, right on your nose. And really bum out a lot of your friends and family. (laughs) Uh, Well, Lindsay, would you like to do some haunted housekeeping? Yeah, sure. And then we'll come back and then you can talk about the chupacabra's twin or chupacabra's cousin, uh, the snoop-a-cabra, which is your neighbor who breaks into your house and looks through your stuff when you're not home. The snoop-a-cabra. The corn on the cabra. It's just corn on the cob. (laughs) Does it have legs or no? No. Okay. It's just literally a corn on the cob. So if you were to go to a party and be like, oh, hey, th- thanks for having me over to the potluck. I brought this corn on the cabra. Someone might get freaked out. Yeah, because they think it's going to eat their goats. Yeah. That's cool to say. It's most often seen in grocery stores. Uh, um, sometimes, in the summertime. Yeah, and sometimes it's cloaked in this green like wrapper. <laughs> yeah, and there's all these weird corn hairy, the like, hairy tendrils underneath the wrapper. Yeah, it's... but then it's weird. Like its body looks so yellowy and segmented, like a bug. Yeah. And sometimes it could be sweet, and sometimes it could be a little just blah. Yeah, if it's early in the summer, right? Ew, corn <laughs> on the cabra. Well. We're going to edit out the five hours of our show where we eat nothing but corn on the cabra. And then we're going to come back for haunted housekeeping. So we will see each of you in three, two, one. This show is brought to you, uh, Lawrence and Abigail, from our friends over at VidiSpace, the internet's number one stop for streaming spooky stuff. They have everything. Say you want to watch a movie about the Mothman. Got it. Say you want to <laughs> investigate a haunted place. Got it. Say you want to listen to a f- your favorite spooky podcast, Spooky Spouses. Got it. And now you can listen to our show not only on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or anywhere you can listen to a podcast because we want to make it easy for everybody to find our show. But now you can download the VidiSpace app on your iPhone or your Android and you can listen to us there as well while you're watching videos about, I don't know, aliens who came to Earth who disguised themselves as pieces of corn and then they infest your family with alien disease. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you can get 15 days free just as a trial run to see if you like it. I believe so. Yes, Lindsay, you are correct. Uh, Vidispace was founded by our friends Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff, and they wanted to make a platform where you could watch or that that was dedicated to any and 
and everything spooky related in any form of content or media that's available to human beings. They have wonderful shows on there. They have wonderful documentaries. They have a ton of stuff. Anything spooky. So if you'd like to, on your computer at your house, you can go to vidi.space, that's V-I-D-I dot space, or go to the App Store or the Google Play Market and search up Vidi Space, download the app, and start browsing some spooky content free for 15 days. And you can listen to our show while you're over there as well. So check it out. We are also extremely enthusiastic and happy members of the Scavengers Network of podcasts and online content. The Scavengers Network is run by our beautiful little boss baby boy, benevolent spirit, Colin Parker, and it hosts a bunch of uh, really good podcasts. State Your Case, Historical Hotties, Myth Takes, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so if you're ever looking for a good show to ponder, hop on over to the Scavengers Network. I'm sure you'll find one that suits you well. You can find the Scavengers Network and any and everything that they do on basically every form of social media, Instagram, Twitter. There's a Facebook page. Uh, Or you can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out the website that Colin's been designing and building for the last few months. Check it out. It has wonderful people and wonderful podcasts. How nice. Well, welcome back, listeners and Jordan. Hi, I'm here. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So my topics this week, well, I have a little bit of a warm up. Oh. We'll make it quick. Okay, sure. Um, so it's basically just a quick way to navigate which one of these villains you think is the scariest. Okay, this is this is out good. of iconic villains. Okay. So are you prepping us for another really intense story? No, but I do have oh. some stories. This whole thing, basically my whole topic this week is things that scared us when we were little. Oh, this is cool. And I think all these villains were definitely a part of it. I mean, the main villains that you know from scary movies were always our nightmare fuel, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then I also asked you to give me some words earlier this week, and I'll kind of tell you why. Oh, you did? In a second. That so, was on like Monday or something. Yeah, so do you want that first, or you want to find your who you think is the scariest villain first? I want to see the scariest villain first. Okay, so I'm going to give you two villains, mm-hmm. and you tell me which one's scarier. Then I will... It's basically like an eye exam, so I'm going to say like A or B, and then you're going to say B, and I'll say B or C, and we'll go that way. And we'll just narrow it down to out of these villains who you think is the scariest. So this is like a tournament bracket. Kind of, yes. Okay, I don't know a lot about sports. Do you think I'll still do a good job? Or Yes, I think you'll be fine. Okay, so Hannibal Lecter or Pennywise the Clown? Uh, Hannibal Lecter because he's more of a real person. No, I'm changing it. Pennywise the Clown. Okay, Pennywise the Clown or Leatherface from Chainsaw Massacre? Leatherface. Okay, Leatherface from the Chainsaw Massacre or Norman Bates from Psycho? Leatherface. Leatherface or Samara Morgan from The Ring? Leatherface still. Leatherface or Freddy Krueger? Oh, man. Because I would hate never being able to fall asleep, Fre- Frederick Kruegerman. I agree. Freddy Krueger or the alien from the Alien movies? Oh, you mean the xenomorphs? <laughs> um, well, well honest, you know, honestly, probably still Frederick. Okay. Yeah. I, and now I just want you to know that was a really difficult decision for me. Okay. Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees? Frederick. Okay. Freddy Krueger or The House from the Amityville Horror? Frederick. Freddy Krueger or Pinhead? Oh, from Heckraiser. From Heckraiser. 
for a ooh, well because wasn't pinhead like he was like a messenger of the the devil or something yeah he was like a demon messenger but he could also do really bad things he had that like scary box yeah ah still freddy freddy Krueger. freddy krueger or michael myers fred for sure Freddy Krueger or Pazuzu, the demon that possessed Reagan in The Exorcist? Oh, man, probably still Fred, still Freddy. Okay, Freddy Krueger or Jack Torrance from The Shining? Oh, Jack Torrance, Jack Torrance. You think Jack Torrance? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. This one's going to get you. Jack Torrance or the Babadook? Oh, I love Because that's kind of like the evil dad and then the evil mom because... Oh, seriously. No spoilers. Uh, Oopsie. <laughs> spoiler alert. Pre-spoiler or post-spoiler. It's probably still still, um, still Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance or Chucky? Jack Torrance. You kick that stupid... <laughs> kick that doll. Hey, every Chucky movie, kick I never the liked doll. Chucky. Just kick it. I never liked Chucky. I never liked Leprechaun. I respect them. Yeah. Because they were trying to do something different, but yeah. no. Anyways... Okay, Jack Torrance or the Blair Witch? Jack Torrance. The Blair Witch let me down. That movie let me down when it came out. The Blair Witch? Yeah, it was. I liked it. I, I liked the ending. The Honestly, like the last two minutes, that got creepy. Creepy. But yeah, whatever. Jack Torrance or Carrie? Jack. All right, so Jack Torrance is your scary nightmare fuel, I guess. I think so. Yeah, it's it's a dude who's losing his mind, who's becoming murderous. Yeah, and there's like all these other implications in the movie if you, if, yeah. Yep, Jack Torrance for sure. Okay, so earlier this week, I asked you to give me an adjective, an animal, and an origin. And for the adjective, you said ghastly. Yes. For the animal, you said warthog. (laughs) And for the origin, you said Greek. Yeah. So I looked up some, well, it was a name generator. I forget the website it was, uh-huh. but it gave you a scary movie villain name off of your words. Oh, cool. This and it is actually mine? took like things from Greek origin. Oh, cool. With your words. So I took the three that I thought were the best. And the first one is Grim Man. Oh, Grim Man. The Grim Man has the power to make an entire room of people cry with one glance. Ah. So you could glance over a room and everybody could cry. Hard. That one's hard to say. Grim Man. Grim Man. Yeah. Macabre Man. Okay. (laughs) A little easier to say. Still kind of same premise. You can turn animals into taxidermy with just a wink. See, that would be a cool power to have. But then you would just be surrounded by a bunch of taxidermy animals. Well, I'd be very careful. I never, I never wink at an animal. But yeah, like what if you accidentally winked at Molly? I would never do it. Aww. Think about this though: you're in the woods and a bear starts charging you. Wink, wink. Later, dude. The last one was the ghastly warthog. Oh, that's just the name of it. Yes, you can <laughs> steal farm animals and eat them without a trace, like a ghost. That's a little bit. I mean, similar to the chupacabra. Kind of. That's kind of related cool. a little bit. Synergy lens yeah okay so that was a warm-up these are some childhood stories that i got from people when asked what stories did you hear as a child that really resonated with you and just stayed with you as it creeped you out your whole life i would like to know so these are obviously from people who are no longer children yes i would i would be so interested in knowing if any of our listeners have kids I would be so interested to know what scary stories that kids are telling each other these days. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, wouldn't it be neat? These kind of are stories that like you've either heard similar things about or yeah. like, I don't know, it's just kind of urban legend-y, but 
it's stories that through I mean there's always a story that you heard when you were little that just you it stayed with you that you're like oh, that's yeah. a creepy thing okay so this story was from an Emily she said this creeped me out ever since I heard it when I was little one night there was a man walking alone in the woods he noticed that it was getting dark outside and he needed to find a place to sleep eventually he came across an old cabin and decided it would be fine to stay the night in already a bad decision he went in no one was in there he noticed that the walls were covered with paintings of people it freaked him out a little bit but it was dark and he fell asleep and whatever he woke up the next morning and he noticed that they weren't paintings they were just windows oh ew so like obviously people were looking in the windows said it freaked her out her whole life after she heard that when she was little that's a really creepy that's a really creepy story yeah it's really creepy my my sister had a similar experience to that at our house in madison she was having was peeking in the window yeah well she had had a party when my parents were out of town and whatever happened happened at the party and then everyone left and then she said she thought people were looking in the windows at her. And she was in high school. This is a long time ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that might have been not a scary story. That it might have been just a mentally. An illegal story. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this one, I'm sure people have heard similar stories of this one. This person, Matthew, he says, this is an old cliche, but it gets me every time I hear it. A girl is driving alone at night and she just left a party. She noticed that a truck is following her very closely, occasionally flashing its high beams at her. She slows down to let him pass, but he stays right behind her, flashing his high beams. She speeds up and goes even more faster and she takes an unexpected turn. He does the same thing and so on. So he keeps following her. When she gets home, she runs out of the car screaming into her parents' house as if a psycho was following her. But the guy in the truck calmly gets out and knocks on the door and explains that he saw a guy crawl into her back seat before she left. And every time he popped his head up, the truck driver would flash his high beams in order to scare him. They looked and saw a creepy guy with a knife curled up in the back of the her car. I've heard a similar story to that. Yes, and I have I, too. And I remembered it as you said she pulled up to her parents' house. Yeah, that one really freaks me out. Because it is scary. Because think about every time, like, it's the typical, like, why people are scared to look in their rear view mirror or their back seat when they're driving oh, at yeah. night. Because of someone might being in your back seat. I do a decent amount of driving for work. And there has been a few times where I've been coming back home and it's been night. It's been pretty dark. And I'm driving in, like, roads in the middle of nowhere where there's no street lights or whatever on the highway. Oh, yeah. And there, there's been times where, like, a certain light will catch my eye in the, the back seat. And I think there's someone in my my back seat and it freaks it's me creepy. out yeah, yeah it really freaks me out yeah it's super weird i always think i'm gonna see someone in the back seat i Ugh. like re- i like refuse to look in my rear view mirror because i'm like no not today even when you back if out somewhere blind <laughs> if you're gonna kill me i just want you to do it i don't want to see you before you do it yeah get it over with okay so this one um is from someone named Bryony. Thanks, Bryony, from uh, Great British Bake Off. Yeah, there was a girl named Bryony, which I never heard that name until the Great British Bake Off, but Bryony. Yeah. She can't remember who told her this, but it scared her to this day that during the plague, people were buried alive because they appeared dead. The graves used to have bells on a string, so they the dead, if they were buried alive, could ring the bells and they would know that they're not dead and they would dig them up and true story and they would know that they were still alive. Isn't that that one disco song? You can ring my bell. <laughs> it's like a really, that's a really sad way to look at that disco yeah. song. She said that this old wise tale that she heard a man 
A man would work the graveyard shift listening for bells and undig the undead if he heard a bell ring. She said that he walked over because he heard a bell ringing. He went to undig the thing and heard shouting saying, help, I'm not dead. The bell listener, the graveyard shift guy, looked at the man's gravestone and said, but you've been buried for 20 years. Oh, that's creepy. She thought that was so scary. I like that one. The next one um, I have, I think I'm saying this right, La Llorona, I think. (laughs) I can't, it's really hard to say. La Llorona? La Llorona, yes. Okay, either way, pretty. This is an urban legend from, well, this person didn't leave her name. Her online name is called Poison Ivy. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Poison Ivy 420. <laughs> this le- legend is about a woman. Her husband left her and she had kids. She drowned her kids and was feeling really guilty about it and then drowned herself. And she was denied entrance to the gates of heaven and was sent back as a ghost to search for her children's bodies for what, eternity. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, is it St. Peter at the gates or whatever? What do you think St. Peter said when, when she went up there? He was like, come on. Turn around. You know what you got to do. Go Flip find your it. kids. Flip your script. You ain't getting away from your kids that easy. <laughs> no. Go back. Yeah. But she was for eternity to search for her children's bodies as a punishment. Yeah. She said that you can hear her weeping at night and children are told not to be outside too late or Lorona, La Lorona mm-hmm. may mistake them for her own children and take them away. Ew. So this person was always scared to go out at night because her mom had told her the story and then I think it was just a way of parents to say like, don't be out late, otherwise La Lorona will get you. Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking too, like, don't you think that if you're a parent and you're at wit's end with your kid or kids, it's been a day. Yeah. I would think you you probably want to say whatever you could to make them just chill out for a minute. Right. Just listen. Yeah. Hey, if you go outside, a ghost is going to grab you and take you out, take you away. So you, right. you, you, have, you have to be polite or a ghost will get you. The next one is from Sophia. Sophia said, I was probably about the first grade. An older friend of mine told me an interesting tidbit about vampire bats. He said, if a regular bat bit you and drew blood, it would become a vampire bat. Then, because it had tasted your blood before, it would track you down and suck you dry. Jeez. So it's like little kids telling little kids about things that they probably overheard. Maybe their older siblings saying, and then they were like, "I'm gonna scare all my friends." What are, what was what was one thing that was that silly that you used to believe when when you were younger? It doesn't necessarily need to be related to this. Um, I don't know. My brother used to mess with me all the time. <laughs> I mean, he used to say that like somebody lived in our attic. Oh, that's great. So like, not to go up there. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? This isn't scary, but just like you know, silly things that that kids convince themselves of mm-hmm. with. For, for some reason, I used to think that there would come a time in your life that you would continue to eat food and oh, your yeah. stomach would, would get full. And I always pictured like I'd be eating and then a carrot would fall out of my mouth that I eat that I'd eaten before. Apparently be like, well, I guess that's all the food my my body can have. And that, that's what I used to think. <laughs> and I think that that's funny. That is kind of funny. But speaking of bats, where we grew up at my mom and dad's house, there's a barn and there were bats or there are bats that live in that barn. And I, I used to get freaked out of the bats when I was younger because I'm like, oh, well, they want to just suck my blood. I always yeah. used to think they were they would leave the barn to go find blood to suck. I didn't know what bats actually did. Now I think they're super cute. Right. But yeah, I don't think there was like many other things. That you used to believe when you were younger? 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of like things that scared me when I was younger, but I know that we like we we talked about what was your what was your buddy's name with the beard that you your imaginary oh, friend? Oh, my imaginary friend. He was Pokey. Pokey. I think that's okay. Like a lot of kids have imaginary friends, but he was a little gnome. Yeah. That was a whole scary part of my life too. Yeah. <laughs> Because your brother got rid of Pokey, didn't he? Well, just the fact that Pokey existed and I really believed in Pokey and Pokey needed to eat with me and I wouldn't do anything without Pokey. Yeah. My family thought it was absolutely crazy. <laughs> but my brother sat on Pokey and killed Pokey and I cried for like a week and poor, then I got over it. Poor Pokey. Pokey was a gnome. Do you think Pokey looks down on you from uh, imaginary from- friend heaven and like gives you little <laughs> winks like... You're doing great out there, Lance. She was good, but her brother, you know, not her so brother, much. Her brother, a little rude, did sit on me to death. Yeah, Pokey liked hot dogs. Pokey was a <laughs> small gnome that had a really long beard, and his name was Pokey because he was trip on his beard, and he would be Pokey when he tried to keep up with me. I think that's so adorable. Yeah, you might think it's cute, but if you had to live in the situation, talk cook- to my mom. It was probably pretty scary. And cook separate hot dogs for Pokey Yeah, and separate night. juice, and Pokey didn't like the blue cup. He liked the yellow cup. You just saying juice made me really want like super sugary fake juice. (laughs) Okay, so I have one more story. Uh, Sorry, yes. And this is kind of a story that I feel like I've heard before. Oh, yeah? More so than the other ones? Yeah, like I I don't know. You see like whatever you think, but like I feel like I've heard similar things of this story. I don't know why, but I feel like you're going to make up a scary story that's like something that I do that that you didn't like or something. So this is from Joanna. She said, when I was in elementary school i stayed the night at a friend's house i don't know why but we went over to the light switch of her bedroom and turned it on and off several times quickly she freaked out ran to me and told me to stop then looked very panicked i asked her why she was so panicked and she said that there was a cult that drove around at night looking for lights to go on and off in the house and those houses were the ones that they chose and they waited till everyone was asleep and killed Everybody that was in the room where the lights went on and off. Yikes. I've never heard that one. And Joanna said, still to this day, I get freaked out if the lights go on and off several times. Well, I can imagine because that's a really intense story to hear. Imagine like, I mean, she said she was in elementary school. So even say like, let's say they're in fourth grade. Yeah. You know, two fourth graders are like making (sighs) up these cult stories that they're going to come kill you. Jeez, oh man. That would terrify me. I wouldn't stay over at that girl's house anymore. No, never. (laughs) I'd say, well, I think like this I'm is. Sleep in another room. Let's enjoy the our slumber party tonight because this will be the last time you've ever you ever see me because I will never be over here again. And I'm yeah. going to tell my parents to tell your parents that you are scary to be around. Right. That's insane. Yeah, those are just a few um, childhood scary stories. Like I said, I can't remember too many. I mean, there was always like if you were in the woods, a monster would get you. And of like, course. You know, there's all the lover's lane stories that you always hear like, oh, you make out in a car and they're going to come kill you. But like, I don't think there was a lot that my friends told me that scared me. I can't remember too many either. I, I tried the whole Bloody Mary thing and the in the bathroom. And those are the typical the candy man yeah the urban legend stuff but i can't think of many other ones i remember like i used to have i i used to never like when this is probably a little bit sad but like funny in a way is when i was younger i had bunk beds but it was just me mm-hmm. <laughs> which is weird and i would sleep on the 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 top bunk and i would always hate to walk down the little ladder and see the bottom bunk 
because I would thought I, I thought that there was going to be someone in that bottom bunk because I used to have a recurring I guess nightmare that I would walk down that ladder and there was this really really angry cat in that bottom bunk. <laughs> so like Grumpy Cat was like you invented Grumpy Cat when he was like well it wouldn't just say no I remember oh. it would like hiss and meow and like try to scratch me. Oh, but we had like nice cats growing up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was always afraid of bunk beds because one time I was sleeping in the bottom bunk yeah. and the top bunk collapsed and smashed me. What? Yeah. <laughs> this was like a month or two ago? Or? No. Oh. When I was little. It was very scary. That and now I scary. don't like bunk beds. There were a few times where I woke up because I had fallen out of the top bunk and just went doosh Ow, and slammed on the ground. Bunk beds are scary. Bunk beds are really dangerous. Yeah. That's not a good idea. Like whoever thought like, let's stack a bed on top of a bed. Yeah. No. It's like having a bunk fire, like a fire pit. A yeah, fire pit on top of a fire pit. Yeah, someone was sleeping in the top bunk when it fell on me. Who? I was at camp. Some oh, kid. Just some rando kid? Yeah. Well, Lindsay, I'm sorry that a bunk bed crushed your face. It crushed my whole body. Well, I'm sorry. It was not fun. Do you think that's why you have such frail bones on like your, your, <laughs> your feet? Probably. Molly says, yeah. <laughs> Molly agreed. Yeah, you have very brittle bones. Super brittle bones. But yeah, those are my childhood scary stories. If anybody else has some uh, creepy little uh, story tidbits they want to tell us, let us know. Yes. And again, you can get to us on social media at spooky underscore spouses on Instagram and Twitter, or you can send us an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. And the G stands for ghost. Yeah, we might read them on our show if you send us a really good one. I'd like to do something like that, like where we ask our listeners to send us some stuff and maybe we just like do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you got to send it. Yeah, got to send it. Got to send it. Well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. You can find Eli on social media. I almost said social media, which I think is those Tyler Perry (laughs) movies. Um, uh, At Eli Who Does Music. Thank you, Eli. You're a nice boy. And I guess Eli just got a fun new tattoo on his leg, like some sort of like a pie that's a spaceship abducting a person or something. Good job, Eli. We'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. So supportive, wonderful shows, wonderful people. Yes. Big, beautiful, scary boss baby, Colin Parker. <laughs> and we would also like to thank everybody over at Viddy Space for hosting our show and for letting us be the very first podcast you have on the network. You can, again, go to Viddy.space on your computer or you can search Viddy Space on the App Store or the Google Play Market and download their app and get 15 days free right now. And thank you to all you listeners out there for staying spooky and listening us rant about stupid, spooky stuff. Without you, there is no us. Yeah. Thank you very much from the bottom of our spooky, spooky hearts. Our cold, black, spooky hearts. Yeah, they're really nasty. <laughs> our nasty, spooky hearts. Nar nasty, spooky hearts. Well, until next Monday, have a great week. And I hope that none of your livestock ends up getting the blood sucked out of it by a chupacabra and then the chupacabra levitates away oh one thing i forgot to say is that a lazy th- uh, a lady thought that the chupacabra was a robot and that it was being controlled from a spaceship oh perfect i can see how you could forget that because that's total crap <laughs> <laughs> anyways have a good week thank you very much for listening everyone bye-bye bye
Lindsay just rubbed her eyeball on the no. pop filter. No. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and not on accident. 